next one really stuck out. The other night I was playing, and I, I guess I did it too hard because I was rocking too hard. It tickles me every time I think of it. So I always dug that one. This is Welcome back, everybody, to the Metal Nerdery. We have the gents here today. It is Billiam. What's up? It is Russell. Hey there. And it is Wheelaw. And today, actually, by the time you hear this, it will be the anniversary of the releasal of the great Southern Trend Kill by that little old band from Texas. No, not ZZ Top. That would be Rigor the Pantera. Oh, it yeah, would yeah. also not be Rigor Mortis. That would be on our last episode. Actually, thank you. Actually, it'll be it'll be tomorrow. Yeah, but today, even though either, even though today's not the sixth. Oh, okay. So if I'm, you listen I, to this when it comes out, it'll be the sixth. So it'll be and like the anniversary is the seventh. Time traveling. Backwards. It'll be time traveling yesterday. So it'll be like backshadowed time traveling. <laughs> yes. It'll be. Wait a minute. Wait for it. It'll be backwagon. <laughs> Back shadowing. Jack wagon. <laughs> Back wagon, Jack shadowing. Wait, no, that's too much. Okay. And again, if you listen to this when it comes out on the 6th, yesterday being the 5th would be anniversary of Power Age. Oh. Also an excellent album. Also one we'll probably have to do a dive on. Edward Van Halen's favorite ACDC Betty, album. Soon. Is it really? really? Yeah. Oh. Here's a little piece of middle nerdery trivia, trivia didn't know. No doubt. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. And of course we just had some high voltage on the thirtieth of yeah. April. And uh looks like the week after that one, get the peace of mind. Not the week after, it's May sixteenth will be the anniversary of that. I guess about a week after, a week and some change. But anyway, that's a little off topic. Yes. So what did y'all think when you first heard the trend kill? I mean, we'd already heard Cowboys. We'd already heard Vulgar. Awesome. Awesome. We heard Far Beyond Driven. Fucking awesome. Entered at number one. This comes out. Enters Billboard at number four. Or went to number four. And, I mean, how much more of an extreme opening can you get? Like, the whole thing, that it had that kind of... It took me a while to get into it. It was kind of a grower for me. Yeah, it was. It weird, but... uh, I didn't, how do I say this? It's not that I did not like it. I just did not like it as much as Far Beyond. And I was I was disappointed when it came out. Cause, oh, wow. Yeah, I thought they just went too extreme. But that was. I kind of got a little bit of Kind of where too. I was in 1995, though. You know what I mean? My, my, yeah. My music taste was changing. Sure. I think a lot of us, our music taste was changing in 95, 96. True, true. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily. Yeah, the rest of the songs I liked, but the first song, just the like right off the bat, it was just <laughs> God damn, it's so loud, man! Yeah. I can't do it, you know. Well, it was, but now I love it. Yeah. But back back then, it was like holy shit. Well, that was kind Is of the necessary. Thing, kind of like what what Russ was saying too. It's like it's almost like they went so heavy. It kind of like when you're making something spicy. It's like you get beyond where there's like flavor and heat, and then it just it's all heat and no flavor. Right. Sorry to mean to bring food into it. I haven't had breakfast yet, but but it it kind of was like that. It was almost like so brittle and coarse and heavy and just fucking angry for yeah. the sake of just you know literally war nerve. Fuck the world, you know. I mean, and you could feel it. Yeah. Sure. And of course, you know they recorded separately, which almost gave it an even more weirdly disjointed feel. And even some of the tunes, man, like it was darker. Yeah, it was really dark. You know, like on the way over here, just we'll get into the tracks here very shortly. But like I was listening to Suicide Note Part One and Part Two, which if you think of Phil's life and what he'd been through up to that point, even what he went through shortly on that tour, shortly afterwards on that tour, I mean that's some dark ass subject matter. I mean yeah. they covered dark shit before, but this was getting like a whole new level of dark. Hey, how about that? Vulgar hey. display of power reference. Hey, hold on. We got a voicemail. Ooh, we have. A, well, wait a minute. Before we play the voicemail, should we uh, tell the listeners what our number is? Sure. 
please give Metal Nerdery a call at area code 980-666-8182. Call now, 980-666-8182. That's 980-666-8182. Hello, this is G. Offtaint. I'm plugging my new book on the show. Please call for a free autographed copy. Call Metal Nerdery at 980-666-8182. And also, scream for the balls. Or from the balls. If you call now. <laughs> scream for the balls. Scream for the balls, right? Scream for the balls. Scream for the balls. Scream for me, scrotums. <laughs> okay, that was bad. Scrotums. Right. I'll see what we got here. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Piston Post. I fucking just wanted to drop by and tell you guys how much I love you. Oh. Now that you got a phone number, I can tell you all the time. Yes. Keep up the good work, fellas. Many thank yous for Excellent. that. Excellent. Yes, please tell us all the time because yeah. we, we need it. Yeah, we could use that. Fuck antidepressants. Just call the number 980-666-8182 and leave us a message. Thank you, Piss and Post, for that excellent message. What a way to start the Sunday. That's right. Hail to you, sir. It's like it's like the whole tone changed. It's like the only thing missing now is alcohol, but we'll probably do that at the break. All right, so that was album number eight for the Mighty Mighty Pantera. I guess eight overall. So with the Anselmo realm, that would be, say, Power Metal, Cowboys, Vulgar. Oh, yeah, he was five. Power Metal 5. Yeah. That, that's, well, Power Metal was the first one, I think, Phil. There's your list right there, tough guy. All right. Metal Magic Projects in the Jungle. I am the night power metal. Thank you for that. We're taking over for this town. We're taking over for this town. I'm fucking up all the subtitles here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we're not doing a... Oh, I won't say it. I'll save it for later. I was going to say something else. but Okay, so number five with, with the Mighty Phil. And then number... Eighth overall. So they've been cranking at this point for quite a few years. Yeah. It would seem. What I didn't know is that the that the singer for Anal Cunt did some backing vocals. Yes. And I believe there is a degree of tangentialism-ness there with Anal Cunt and Pantera, because I think Phil actually did some vocals on some anal cunt stuff. Yeah, he returned the favor. Yeah, yes. returned the favor. That's right. You know, it's, you know, it's funny not to diverge, but it's kind of tangentially related. But the other night, I fell asleep and I was I woke up and I was watching the end of some documentary about grindcore. I think it was Slave to the Grind or something like that. But it was a documentary about like all these grindcore bands, and the dude that was on AC that that Phil did stuff with vocals and then he did vocals on the trend kill album they were talking about that dude and how he was just like seth putnam yeah he was just like he was just crazy and he would like go on stage and like like black out and nobody would know you know like he wouldn't remember the show or something anyway but weird yeah he had that super extreme voice but you can hear it on trend kill because it's easily the most grating intense pantera album that they'd released at that yeah, point it's still ever it's still considered groove metal, though. Yeah, still had the groove, but I mean, you got to admit that yeah. that was just abrasive. Yeah, groove I mean, but abrasive. I mean, the mix. I mean, hail to Terry Day, but the mix. Yeah, the mix was like and, brick wall all the way. I mean, damn, <laughs> the sound of this album is so good, you know. Oh, it's great. And you know, in your face, stepping aside from the screaming bloody murder. You know, the rest of the songs that, that have the good groove to it are just, they're so loud and in your face. They're, yeah. They, they, they literally outdo themselves every time. It, I mean, it might be my favorite Pantera album. Ooh. See, I like it. It's not my favorite, though. Actually, I liked Reinventing Better when it came Same out. here. Yeah, that's how Matt is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. That's how Matt is. That's right. Fucker. <laughs> Matt. Sean Bitch. Man, he don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> hey, y'all, let's run. Uh, y'all need to come check out our new uh, Sriracha Saban pork loin we got down here at the Riblands. The dancers love it. But uh, anyway, you can put in your advance order if you want to and call 980-666-8182. It's part of the warm line right into the Rib Lounge. But anyway, it came out May, what we say, the 7th? Yes. Yes, of 1996. 
the year the Olympics was in Hotlanta. And with regard to, let's see, Terry Day produced it, obviously. It was on the East-West label, which is part of Atlantic. Yep. Which basically had the, kind of had the monopoly on everything big. Yeah. Back then, you know, WIA, Warner, Electra, Atlantic. I think East-West was part of that. Recorded October 1995 to February 96. And they recorded it separately, which I always thought was weird. And I think with this record, you can kind of even feel that bizarre disjointedness because Phil did the lyrics at Nothing Studios, which is Trent Reznor's place in yeah, well, he New Orleans. Re- he recorded the lyrics there, but they like they rehearsed and jammed it together. But something about, because even that during that time, I think they were having kind of some yeah relations were kind of breaking down or something. And it was just... All right, there's that and there's the back pain. Yeah. AKA pills. AKA, yeah. AKA the H, the horse, the H, yeah. the H and the horse. But so it does have kind of a strange vibe to it, but it, and it definitely has that darker vibe to it. I actually heard something the other day. I was, uh, so I'd watched the vulgar display of Pantera, the Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals did live stream, which yeah. hail, and that was fucking badass, yeah, by the good, way. Yeah. It was fucking killer. Awesome. But, they were talking about like putting all the songs together. I think it was some interview he did with, with with another publication and they were trying to figure out the songs. And one of the ones that they wanted to have on the list was floods, but apparently that little part, like there's like a part where it sounds like Phil's doing a falsetto and he just couldn't replicate it. So it was like, you know, Oh man, (laughs) he wanted to do it, man. But anyway, tangential moment there. Shall we uh, go through some more of this stuff here, or shall we get into the good stuff? Yeah, let's bust through this real quick. Bust through it. Yes. Ned, you were correct. The uh, Trent Reznor Studios, an 85-year-old funeral home. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Pretty creepy. I think that's the Alex Ooh of... I was reading a bunch of people recorded there. I think that Old Town Road song was recorded there. Well, you know... uh, this is a perfect opportunity to take the time to remind people that the band that later released and recorded the Black Album, actually, they recorded in a haunted place. Come on, man. <laughs> that was a reach. I'm sorry. Jesus. That, that was a long reach. It's never a perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> but talking about when they did Kill Em All and they recorded and there was a place that was kind of haunted, I guess that ballroom where they recorded Kill Em All. Think of the energy in doing vocals at a funeral home. Or a formal funeral. That's just, that's got to fuck with your head just a little bit. Yeah. Of course, for Phil, that might have been like an antidepressant. I don't know. It might have, might have helped him out at the time. But that, yeah. ooh, that was says creepy. the decor was like a combination of Adam's family <clears throat> and Better Home and Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty neat. That sounds, uh, that's almost like, okay, now I feel like I, I need to go see that. Like a virtual tour. Maybe yeah, there is one virtual tour. Speaking of that floods, I I read that he um that a lot of that solo that he did was was just kind of made up on stage Improv. during the yeah during the you know tours and whatnot yeah well I mean it's fucking dime I mean yeah I mean dime fucking around in the studio just hitting record I mean it'd be like Eddie Van Halen literally it's like hey man <laughs> like beat it was probably one of those oh god I'm wait hung over and wasted. All right, just give me the guitar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he just banged it out. That was it. He was just fucking around. Yeah. Same with Dime. Oh, wait. Consider Pantera's most aggressive album. Gee, you think? <laughs> it's known for featuring much screaming. The singles were Drag the Waters, Suicide Note, and Floods. Look at the uh, first line under critical reception from Melody Maker. <laughs> makes, makes my brain hurt. My and my eyes. genitalia retract like a startled turtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> like a startled turtle. Wow. I cannot think of a higher recommendation considering the kind of album it is. It made me feel all warm and gooey or tearful and lovelorn. If it did, then it would be a pitiful failure by its own lights. Well, when the fuck do you think Pantera would ever put out an album that would make you feel that? Never. Exactly. Uh, Oh, they had some keyboards on this one. Probably on 
Suicide Note Part Uno, I'm guessing. And or Living Through Me. Living Through Me, Hill's Wrath. There, somewhere, I can't find it now, but years ago in a drug-addled, autistical-induced haze, I was Googling around looking for like the whole middle spoken part of Living Through Me. And I found it, and at one point it actually had like all the things. There's like two or three Phil voices that was saying all that shit in the background. You know, you should get out of the house more. Think about your future. All that stuff. <laughs> and it actually was like all transcribed out, and I wish I could fucking find it. If anybody remembers that or sees it, please ping us on the book or on the gram. Metal Nerdery Podcast, because it was almost kind of weird to read it, but it was just like random shit. He was just sort of throwing out there yeah but you know you listen to that on the headphones and it's like whoa charted pretty good number four in the u.s hail to that tentacles are moving over time see it did four in finland too excellent number two in australia number two down under yeah they locked them some pantera down there down under (laughs) don't have a name for this character but it's probably going to be an aussie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Danish albums What does that say? Hitlerstein? Am I mispronouncing that? What? Oh. On the Danish albums yeah. chart Number 14 Hitlerson Oh Hitle Hitlerson Tracklerson Making this too difficult. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is that like Adolf's playlist or something? What the fuck is that? I'm trying to figure it out. Sorry, I had to make it. the wrong emphasis. <laughs> I had to try and make a Hitler joke, but it was not working. So <laughs> hit, a, hit a listen, or maybe we're completely pronouncing it. And it's like, no, it's pronounced Schlingenvergen. I just don't understand the language. All right. So you, um, you buy the tape. Or the CD, I guess, in compact 1996. Disc. Yes, be a compact disc. And you and you spend about five to ten minutes getting a fucking wrapper off of it, <laughs> <laughs> at least. Right. Or the long box. Of course, I think by this time the long boxes were out Pretty the door. Yeah, because it was destroying the environment. And hopefully, you didn't break the case. Right, like, taking that fucking plastic off. <laughs> that was always a pain <laughs> in the ass. Because if you did break the case, taking the plastic off, your immediate reaction was basically. What opens the Great Southern Trinkill? Right, and then you you get it out, it out, you take pull it, it out, out. take it out, <laughs> and then you pot it in. Yes, and, and then you hit the button, and you fucking crank it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How you open an album? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Wait, what are you doing? Go back. <sighs> All right, now let's listen to that again. What is it? Got the groove. Right. Look at this. So badass, man. It's like you opened that, you set that up perfectly. I was like, where is he going with this? He's he's gonna try and it's like maybe he's trying to work some kind of No, that's what it was like. That was the that was the feeling, you yeah. know, when you first listened to that. Yeah, just like right you in said, your face. You spent the first 10 fucking minutes trying to get the plastic off, then you put it in, right. it's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited, too, because you know it's going to be killer. Yeah, it's almost worth yeah. the way. The way you built it up was excellent, by the way. <laughs> well, well done. I like that a lot. But, um, it, it, I mean, that, that that's an opener. 
Yeah, that's a killer sure. fucking opener for sure. It is, like I said, now I like it a lot more than I did when it yeah. first came out because yeah. it was just, it, you know, I was so used to a really melodic Pantera, you know what I mean? And this kind of went just balls to the wall immediately. It sort it. of threw Melody out yeah. the window. There were yeah. some moments, but it yeah. was not anything like the other ones. And most, not all, but most of the metal had had kind of gotten a little weak. Yeah. Stale. Right? Yeah. You know? And, and to that end, hail to Pantera for just saying, you know Absolutely. what, fuck the right. world, we're going to make this shit heavy as fuck. Yes, and that's what they wanted to do, and yeah. they damn well did it. They yeah. did it excellently, which, fuck the world, is a great segue for... I love how they pan the guitar to one side. I mean, yeah. it's such an easy thing to do, but it's so cool. It's such a great effect on an album. Especially on the headphones. Yeah. yeah. Which this is definitely, I, I, I think this is a headphones album. Yeah. For other reasons, which will be divulged shortly, but just in general. This, the, everything about, like, just how they build shit up and, I mean. Well, just like that escalation and just the angst and the, like, even even the riffs on that on War Nerve. Because it's kind of, it's all over the place, but it's like every riff, it's it's almost kind of like the perfect number two track, kind of like how New Level is, where it's just yeah. like it has all the qualities that are yep. magnifique, perfect. See. Right. And then we go into a song that's very relevant in today's world climate. Some of you know, some of you don't, doesn't matter, it's still a badass song. Heat off there. The wings are too hot. Turn now. Thank you. 
directed the video for Drag the Waters. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a very relevant tune. This These days. He described the song in press materials as being about a lot, quote, about a lifetime of dealing with people that you can't tell what they're really coming at you for or what their motives really are. You gotta drag the waters to get to the bottom and find out the truth. Alright, so now I want to read this the way Dime probably would have read it. Here we go. And <laughs> wait, hold on. Now I'm getting all anxious. Wait, we're okay. We're uh, he described the song in press materials as being quote, it's about a lifetime of dealing with people you can't tell what they're really coming at you for, what their motives really are. You got to drag the fucking waters to get to the bottom and find out the fucking truth, man. See, I added that, and I think that's what Dime would have said. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like I was channeling him. All right. That's cool. Well, now I'm going to go back and watch that video again because I've seen the video and it's a cool video, but we can watch it right here <laughs> because Bill's tentacles are magical. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch it later because we yeah. just played the song. That's right. It would be almost kind of repetitive. <laughs> almost. Or, or redundant. <laughs> almost. Yeah, only almost. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> just. Just almost. And now we're going to tens. I still wonder, I keep wondering about what tens means. I wondered if it had something to do with gauges of certain things or like the teen years or, I don't know, pills that are 10 milligrams of something. I don't know, but it is kind of dark sounding. Definitely dark sounding. Different tone. There you go. I'll pull the lyric. Lyrics up. Sorry for Metal Nerdery Water Bottle ASMR. Thank you for that. That was just for you, Russell. Thank you. <laughs> you okay, buddy? I feel like he's over there like, please give me a shot at something that hurts no, so bad. No. Okay. What you reading good. about? Uh, you reading? Yeah, what the tens is about. Ah. I mean, if you read the Trying lyrics, kind of makes you, I don't know, kind of makes you wonder. It's a suicide note and... Tens are both about drug abuse. Okay, then that. Yeah, I have a feeling then that any of those things I said before are probably accurate. War nerve was about his hate for the media. Uh, that's perfectly explainable and also perfectly relevant in this day and time, at least for me, and probably a lot of other people. Well, shall we listen to some songs about no, some? I thought everybody drugs. likes the media. Oh yeah, I trust them too. I'll let the media be my daughter. <laughs> Never. You know what's weird is record scratch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what's weird is I don't. This is a slower song, but it never. I I don't think of it as a slow song. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got such a creepy, <clears throat> a creepy sound. To yeah. It, you know what I mean? It, I don't think of it as your your traditional like cemetery gates or um, what you call it on. The, it's not as up tempo of the on like on this Boulder. love. Yeah. Yeah. Or or the or last fucking, one. Yeah. Or, or I was gonna say fucking hostile. No. no. I mean the last the album no. Hellbound. No. 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 Anyway. Oh. But yeah, it's not. It's not a. You're right. Like it is a slower tempo song, but I think the darkiness, darkiness, the dark and doominess of it. <laughs> darkiness. <laughs> I guess that's going to get edited. Or maybe we'll get canceled. Who gives a shit? Fuck your cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. I didn't take it that way. That's right. No, no. I wasn't aiming that at you. I was, I was like, fuck everybody's darkiness. cancel culture. That was a complete, that was a complete tip of the slung. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. The song Tins is featured in the Funimation dub. Of the Dragon Ball Z movie Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan, as Broly's theme song. 
Sweet. That means absolutely nothing to me. I just I feel like the only there. people that could understand what any of that means are probably people with children that could explain it to them. Or they work at uh, uh, fucking GameStop or Hot Topic or something. Or they've got some relaxers that they really should share with us. I didn't understand a word you said, boy. Apparently, there's a Dragon Ball Z, which is an anime type thing. Mm-hmm. A character. Sort of like a porn-a-me kind of thing. <laughs> Dragon Ball Character Z. that used this uh, as his theme song in the in a movie. Anyway. All right. Yeah. It's a hell of a theme song. And back to the show. Yeah. Back to the kids. Glad I could waste your 30 seconds. <laughs> it wasn't a waste. kind of weirdly kind of sick groove to it and by sick like just that kind of like swaying distorted kind of feeling you know what I mean because yeah. it's like a very slow like stonery but not quite stonery yeah Doomy I guess Doomy would be probably a good fit for this yeah. song I've, I've always liked it yeah, yeah. well it stood out because it was kind of different than a lot of the other ones like there's a lot of different shit on this album but tens in particular just kind of something about it just sort of stuck out yeah more and the next one really stuck out for some reason the next one 13 steps to nowhere just it had this ultra fucking creepiness to it did y'all get that yeah like anger too but it was like just fucking creepy especially that intro it's not a soft intro by the way Yeah, read them lyrics. It's got the Iron Man effect on his voice. Yeah, the fan. Yeah. It's a predator. is another example of a dime bag daryl riff that this it's it sounds i mean I, you guys play guitar i don't but it sounds so relatively simple but it's the swing in the and way then, he does it and then putting it when when it all comes together with with the sound of it the drums the bass and then phil singing it's like it's so fucking killer yeah. but it's it doesn't sound like you would think you, 
It's like we just grew up to the brrr, you yeah. know, fast the as hell. And, yeah, and, and then this is man. I don't a know. A lot of his riffs are like that. They, I know they are. It's, they they wouldn't work with, with anybody anything. else. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the way they put them together. Yeah, they make them so awesome. Yeah, and yeah. some of those riffs are really fucking hard to play. Like I'm sure they are. <laughs> like I didn't know. Like even going back to like a new level, but apparently that 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 that, that, that whole thing. There's like up picking in that, which if you play. You know what it's like to try and I ended up the other night I was playing and I, I guess I did it too hard because I was rocking too hard. It's possible. And I actually got the low E string stuck your pickup. on the pickup. Yeah. Because I was like, hmm. just pulling up. That's not the actual noise it made, but it sounded like I stepped on a seal or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Beaver. Beaver. Yeah. The vi- something about 13 Steps to Nowhere, though, the visualness. It's bizarre because it's funny that you you said that, Bill, that you were like, you got it too, because it just has this kind of weird, creepy, almost like you can just see like exactly what Phil's laying out in the vocals. Yeah. It's just, it's peculiar. Now, the next track, actually, uh, the Illegals, they opened the Vulgar Display of Pantera with Suicide Note Part 1. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. And what's what's kind of weird is like when it when the live stream started, it was muted out, so like it, the audio wasn't coming through. So they actually went back and played it again later in the in the stream. Oh, okay. Because you know, at one point they had comments and people were like saying stuff before the show. You know, mm-hmm. it's live streams are kind of like that. You know, it's like yeah. a virtual concert. Yep. And I guess other people didn't hear it either, so they actually went back and played it again. So it was cool. Oh, but wow. that was I, that was like a left turn, like a hard left turn. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and that's cool, but wasn't expecting that one. Yeah. So this is Suicide Note Part You Know. A creepy soft intro. Yeah. I always like this one too. Yeah. Again, it's not your typical ballad. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's definitely not that. Yeah, read those lyrics and you'll see why it's not. Actually, well, just read the song title. You'll see why it's well, not I'm a ballad. Well, I'm talking about musically though. Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean like in terms of like the acoustic equals ballad? Yeah, yeah formula? Your, your standard, you know, heavy metal, thrash, ballad stuff. Yeah. This is Can you first get the one, clean guitar. He actually now? played an acoustic guitar. In, yeah, really. According yeah. to this one, Wicca, 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 Wicca. I think Fozzie Bear was like the founder of, or that'd be Wacapedia. That would be Waka. Yeah. Sorry, Waka Wacapedia, Wrongpedia. It's a long, soft intro. even darker part two (laughs) 
Finishes like with that super ridiculous dun 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, did they tour for this album? Yeah, they did. I think actually, uh, Hellbound on reinventing the steel for reinventing the metal, as we called it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Hellbound was based on when he overdosed in uh, Dallas, I think, on this tour. He did, yeah. Yeah, when he actually died and came back to fucking life well they took a hiatus for a while did they after this album i think so yeah a little bit because after that they released uh, official live right. in 97 and then of course yeah. i think it was 2000, 2000 when yeah. uh yeah. Reinventing the metal came out <laughs> i'm sorry that <laughs> i remember the episode where that came up but it just <laughs> it tickles me every time i think of it so i guess i <laughs> I guess I tickled myself. Oh man, that. <laughs> that's gonna be a keeper. <laughs> that was seventeen minutes and thirty-two seconds. Market's got it dialed in. Yeah, that was at the six-hour mark. Yeah, we're we're way in here. All right, we got seventeen more songs. <laughs> yeah, most of those are bonus tracks. The Living Through Me, The Hell's Wrath. I think this might have been one of my favorite ones. Like just in terms of like overall like prior pantera sound because it kind of it kind of sounded prior like it, pantera sound well no like it sound like it sounds like it could have fit on driven oh or even vulgar like it's got a little more like it's still heavy and groovy but it's like there's something about it it just sort of has a different energy i guess to me than the rest of the songs maybe a little more melodic yeah uh, there's I, I get a lot of negative energy on this album yeah and I think that was because there was a lot of negative negative energy put into this album. Yeah, that, I don't. That's not that's not something that's just you know ooh made up kooky stuff. I mean, you can because yeah. you can feel it because this one had a kind of different feel. Oh yeah, it didn't feel quite as united as like Bulger and Driven, yeah, or Cowboys even. It's still killer, but it's like it like you can almost feel that weird. I don't know, like the factions or the separateness. I don't know. It just yeah. maybe the darkness kind of added to the disjointedness. Could know. be. But yeah, living through me. Check out this middle part with headphones for sure. Yeah. 
you gotta hear, you hear that crazy headphone part? Yeah. I'm read those lyrics, by the way. good one it is a great one the floods a dead issue the other uh acoustical song another good one too a very excellent one kind of also a very visual one yeah because i think wasn't this around the time wasn't there like some flooding in texas that actually made the media i'm sorry made the news (laughs) like around the time i think this happened it seemed like there was i thought it was based on a flood that actually happened Somewhere in Texas. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just made it up. That's what news does anyway. They make shit up. So we're just making stuff here, making it up here at Metal Nerdery as we go. We're just adding in song facts that don't exist. And I will say the solo of this one is fucking amazing. Yeah, that, it definitely yeah. is. I think it was his highest ranked solo. Could be. The most excellent. By whoever ranks them. <laughs> the ranker. The gods. The rankers. The ranker. Dead issue. Negativity. Negativity. You see 
Yeah, because this looks hilarious. <laughs> no, it's not hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was laughing about. <laughs> There's a reissue of the album that basically <laughs> on August 12th, 2016, Pantera announced the release of a 20th anniversary edition of The Great Southern Trend Kill for October 21st. The reason I laughed is because, again, August 12th was... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> so even though the other one was a reach, this one just happened to work. You fucking live in this box. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Oh, that's funny. That's where, my, that's where my brain goes. Shall we at least let it get to the heavy part of the solo since I fucked that up with oh, laughter? Yes. <sighs> Floods part two. <laughs> And that, and I did, I did see that right somewhere about the guitar solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the longest song on the album as well. It's a killer one. I mean, it, it guitar, guitar world, world magazine fifteenth greatest guitar solo of all time. I'd say that's pretty damn reasonable. Yeah, quite. Wow, but we got to hear that riff before it goes into the solo. solo but it's it's like not as overly flashy like it's still kind of pulled back and sort of like tasteful dime like if, if most of dime solos are like how dime was on stage like just cut off shorts and right. shirt or whatever that one was kind of like you know maybe you had on like some I don't know, like a church shirt or something. Just more classy and kind of church shirt. <laughs> not not David Gilmoreized, but you know what I mean? Like it it was not shreddy. It was yeah. more like just kind of a tasteful statement. Yeah. Sure. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. What's next? The underground yes. in America. That's right. That's right. I always dug that one. That's one of the ones, even even though I wasn't totally in love with the album when I got it, that's one of those like toward the end, like that one specifically. Fucking stood out. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yes. It's kind of a strange guitar sound. Yeah. He's got an octave effect on there, too. What kind of effect? An octave. Oh. Drop. Or you can hear it. 
thing I thought about with regard to Pantera and re- I don't know why I never really thought about it before but thinking about like for example Phil's label is called Housecore Records right and if you think about Pantera like the appro- like the vocal approach there was almost kind of that hardcore approach with the vocals but yeah. then the music was more yeah. metal yeah. so it's almost like they took sort of like a different escalation in a way of thrash and almost kind of brought back that hardcore element and kind of yeah, I don't know. It was just an observation. I read somewhere this was one of the only ones they did. I, I swear they said it was the only one they did in Drop D. Does that sound right to you guys? It was. <clears throat> that's I a fucking heavy one. It sounds accurate. Yeah, they said that he used uh, lower tunings on this. There it is right there. I knew I saw it. Standard tuned to a low G. Yeah, yeah that's... that's so that would be like the equivalent of your tuned at standard pitch, which would be E, and then you just drop the E string down a whole step to D. Yeah. But if you have it already tuned all the way to D, and then you drop that low E string down a whole step, it's super duper heavy. Goddamn heavy. That's right. The most heavy goddamn sound ever. And then they wrap it up with the... Repri- the reprise of Sam Blasted Skin. I don't know where the reprise is from. from. Um, the first song. Both Trenkill or both it- Trenkill and Sam Blasted Skin are about the uh, the underground in America. The current I, state. Huh? Well, it's what I read was it was about the current either. state at that time of uh, heavy music and how shitty it had gotten. Right. So this was. Well, and that was kind of the whole indictment of the album. Was basically you know. Fuck yeah. all of you, we're still doing our show. We don't right. really care what you do, which that makes that Pantera a blessing. That's right. Yeah, it's not harsh at all.
heavy as shit. A song about microdermabrasion, I guess. Skincare. Fuzz. Here, crank it. Discovered the fuzz pedal right at the end of this album. Let's just use it for the rest, you know. Well, yeah. it, it did it, like that little one part there where it was just the guitar is isolated by itself. You could hear yeah. that it was like six or seven, like the layers and the fuzz. Yeah. It's almost like they just took all the ambient mixes and said, just brick wall them all. Yeah. Right. Put them up to tens. Huh? See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Tied it all together? No. Thank you for that. This is one of those. One of those songs where they where they went quiet for a while and then they brought it back. I think, yeah. I think we call that in the business a soft outro. Outro. That's and then they, like a they eased it back in. <laughs> yeah, it was like dead air for like a minute, I think, and then it starts coming back. I always thought that was kind of to fuck with the, the their part of the audience that enjoyed relaxers a little oh, too yeah. much and they'd like pass out <laughs> listening to it and then they'd wake up and it's like, wait, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Anyway, that was our dive on the Great Southern Trinkill. So the track order? I kind of feel like it... Yeah, it's funny because I was listening to it on random coming up here. I'm not really sure anything should be changed. Yeah, if I listen to this one, this is one of those ones, if I listen to it, on, I don't like to listen to it on random because I know what's coming next and I want to hear what's coming next. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I don't want to hear something else. I want to hear what's coming next. It's tracked the way I think it should be. The only thing, if I was going to change anything, fuck, I don't know. I, I might move 13 steps up to where 10s is, but I think that would be... I don't know. That that might be the only thing I would change, but other than that, I don't I know. I like it just... I like it just the way it is. Sorry, Billy Joel moment. Anyway, what do you think, Russell? Would you change anything? No, no, I'd put Suicide Note 2 in front of Suicide Note 1. <laughs> Actually, that would be kind of a... <laughs> All right, looks like i got a research project when I go home. <laughs> Try it out and see. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this album dive of the Great Southern Trinkill. That's right. May you... Go out and celebrate its gloriousness yes. on its anniversary, which I believe is, as you're hearing this, what do we decide? Tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. if you li- if you listen to it on the 6th. Yeah. If you listen to it on the 7th, then it's today. This is why I'm a shitty time traveler. If you listen to traveler. it on the 8th, Haley, it's coming back. Hey, you see? Since soft, we're going to miss it, I'll the soft yeah. outro intro. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What? What's gonna, going on? We're gonna, oh, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to miss uh Just let it go. Let it ring out. <laughs> Star Wars Day, happy May 4th, and Cinco de Stinko, happy May 5th. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah May the Force be with you was, yeah. the, was the other day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Cinco de Mayo. Okay, turn it off now. <laughs> turn it off now. Okay, turn it off now. <laughs> All right, bitches. All right, later. Don't forget to call. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to call us at 980-666-8182. That's 980-666-8182. Call 980-666-8182. Metal Nerdery loves you. Thank you. And goodbye. You are number six. And also thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. See you. Hello, everybody. This is Gazer, the butler. You're listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy this shit at meltonerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to meltonerdery.com slash episodes. 
a podcast or whatever the fuck it's called today. Right. But now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John, Paul, George and Ringo. Anyway. I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. The number you have reached. Nine, eight, oh, six, 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 eight, one, eight, two. Is in service. And ready to receive. Thank you. Hold on, now I'm getting all anxious. Like, oh, he just banged it out. Something about it just sort of stuck out. And the next one really stuck out. The other night I was playing, and I, I guess I did it too hard because I was rocking too hard. It tickles me every time I think of it, so <laughs> I always dug that one. It seems like that one was a grower for me, though. <laughs>